0: Welcome to Too Tough to Fail, a program about people who experience and survive incredible challenges. Our guests share with us important lessons about life and perseverance. My name is Tavi Fulkerson. Every day we hear news about the devastating and frightening war in Ukraine. I'm very grateful that I have met Liliana Mashnitska, a Ukrainian woman who came to this country seven years ago. What makes her story unique is she is currently a volunteer case manager at the Ukrainian-American Crisis Response Committee of Michigan. She shares with us her experiences and what it's like to work with new refugees coming to our country. Liliana, you came to the United States
1: about seven years ago. Why did you leave at that time? My husband, uh, he was in military and he... Supposed to go on war in 2015. But our country in 2015, they don't have weapons. They didn't have even like shoes. Oh my. They didn't have like bullets. They didn't have nothing. So I, like all of my family and my husband' parents, we all understand that if he's go on this war, it's gonna be the last day when we think him, uh was he required to be in the military at that time? He was like in the military school, you know, and after two years, um you like I mean you're free, but you respond to be in the war if it's war begin, and I said that no, we need to do something, we need to escape because I don't want to be alone with three kids. I was pregnant on that time, My third baby. And I said that we need to move. So we escaped and left behind everything, like business, house, cars. We left this bakery factory and people around. We didn't have, like, another choice than escape and run.
0: And when you say, um, Liliana, escape and run, you're saying you made a decision and then you gathered a few things and left.
1: Yeah. And it was like so complicated because I used to study in the medical university. So I need just like three months to complete my diplomas and be a pharmacist. And I spent for this education like over like over six years. It was like very stressful with two kids and uh, moved to another country for, you know, when you wake up one day and you understand that everything is gone. You in the new world with new people, new language, new problems. And you just don't have nothing that like sit and cry because it's so hard.
0: I'm very saddened to hear this and and hear your story. And this is from seven years ago. You knew that if your husband left, that would be the last time that you would see him.
1: Yeah, especially... You know, when he looked for you and said, honey, you're pregnant, we have two kids, I understand that I'm supposed to be on war, but you understand that this there's, that there's going to be our last day because I won't come back here. We all understood that, that it's not another way. Sometimes I feel that now probably we should be like stay in this time we shouldn't go to another country we shouldn't like find something but i'm so happy that now i can help for these people who's coming here and who is in the same shoots that i was like seven years ago
0: were there people that were helping you seven years ago is that how you got
1: involved with Um, this unfortunately united states didn't have like um some special program like now we have for uh humanitarian parole or for united for ukraine that people come in here and they have like benefits we help a lot but 7 years ago it was so hard to get any information To apply for social security number for work authorization so we just ask immigration lawyer to help for us
0: and now today your main job is to help those ukrainians that are escaping a war that is disastrous and so sad and so scary to see what we see on television all these families um, fleeing for their lives families losing loved ones um and they they come to michigan are you one of the first people that they see
1: usually now refugees they are coming for sponsors but not really sponsors help i mean that's like some of them they really in- involved they really help with um documentation and with social security number and everything but sometimes we have some cases that people just alone like no one help for them and that's complicated too some of the people coming for the west side of ukraine that really it's not bombed or from kiev that it's part that it was safe but some of the cases that people coming from territory of Ukraine that's still occupied. I mean, Kherson, Mariupol. I cannot compare myself with these people because when I left my country, we didn't hear any siren. No one bombed us. We had electricity. We had water. I mean, everything in our home. But when I call to my now friends, when I'm calling to my parents, like my mother-in-law and father-in-law, and when you heard the siren, when people sit without electricity, without water, without, sometimes without food, I cannot even explain for you how painful is it.
0: It's such hard work that you're doing, helping so many people. Are they meeting you at church, or are they meeting you through um, a special organization? Because your job these days is to help the people that are coming.
1: We have in our community um, the the beautiful Welcome Center. It's located in Warren City. We collect some information about people, but then we are working with uh, Samaritans. It's organization that's doing non profit, and they are um, working with refugees for all the world. We don't have like only Ukrainians. They have Iraqian, they have Afghan, they have different parts of whole entire world that they help for people resettlement. Our main idea that when people coming here, especially now, Ukrainians people, Ukrainian refugees, we try to provide for them like best service ever from food to paperwork because sometimes people, they couldn't understand where they are if they eat in the morning. Sometimes you see situation that someone can smile and say, I am okay. I am totally fine. I don't eat nothing. And when we Ask, like, people, did you eat today? And, like, and she answering for me, I don't remember if I ate yesterday. It's a huge stress.
0: That is just uh, so, so, such a powerful thing to talk about. These people, Ukrainians that are coming to the center and that you're working with, they're traumatized. In a bit of a state of shock, just like you said, when you came seven years ago, you all yeah. you could do was cry.
1: That's why I'm like, I'm case manager of intensive care. I mean, I have special cases like for people who really need some um, huge support with medical, with housing, with furnishing, with everything. Like, so sometimes it's really so hard situation and so sad story that you just start thinking that God thank you for everything thank you for blessing that I have home I have food I have electricity I have winter jackets I don't need share boots with my son and I don't need to think about food and that's what we like seems to me that God showed for us that And other people like have a huge problems, and your problems, like I am, repeat for myself repeatedly sometimes that your problems it's not a problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In other words, you have to be grateful for where you are and what what you (laughs) have, even though you've lost so much.
1: Yeah, like I know that we need to be grateful and we need to be so kind for each other that's like the main idea what I'm understood working with uh, refugees that we all need support and we all need love and even sometimes we all need hugs you know these people they feel abounded Because, you know, when you come in here and also like language barrier, they cannot understand even simple words. And you need to give some support. I love my job. And seems to me I'm so lucky to working with these people and give for them the best help what I can.
0: How many people are you working with right now?
1: Liliana, in total, it's like over 300 families.
0: We're describing for us food being provided and clothes being provided and Mm -hmm. schooling being provided. These things cost.
1: Is this all through donations? It depends, too. Ukrainian-American Crisis Response Committee of Michigan, the short name is CRC, open at some free store that some people can give donation and some refugee can come for some certain day and pick up clothes or they can put on list what they need. now what it's start to be so common and popular that Americans ask us, about refugee resettlement, that they can give like one room for two weeks or like two rooms for uh, one month for people. You're saying then that
0: someone who's not Ukrainian, someone that's not in the community, if they're so inclined, can sponsor, can provide some level of housing, let alone donation, cash donation or clothes or food, but yeah. can also be an integral part of helping people who have left their homeland to be comfortable here, be happy here.
1: Yeah, because we even couldn't imagine, and we're not in this stress situation, and we're we just living our best life, you know, but... When you see these people, when you see those kids, I remember when kids came, he has like two years old and older one, he has like three years old. And we had like some apple, but apple, apples like weren't like cut. So when I saw how these kids was eating this apple, I went for another room, and I started to cry. They
0: just were so unfamiliar, yeah. being brought into a new environment and having to learn yeah. simple things like how, how to eat an apple.
1: Yeah, and I remember that one little girl came, and she had like five years old. And we had some stuff. We had some dolls, like some someone donated. And I took this doll and came to her and said that, Look what I found. Do you want this doll? It was Barbie, like something. I don't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, I don't want it. Maybe you need to give for another kids who don't have. I have one I took from Ukraine I brought here. So I'm okay. Just give for another kids.
0: Oh, so such generosity.
1: Then later... Uh, The mom told me the story that they were sitting like 10 days in the bomb shelter without lights, without like they have like just a little food that they need to share and little water. So they need to make sure it's going to be enough because they didn't know when it's going to be stopped, this bombing. What is the
0: number one thing that you would say is needed at this point?
1: The all all Ukrainians people what we are need right now, we want to be independent. Every Ukrainian gonna be tell you the same world. We want victory and we want to be independent. We are not Russian. Would you go back to Ukraine if the war ended and you felt definitely it's it's my goal it's my goal because um we need to build a new country and all of our people ukrainian who came here in united states now they have a great experience uh, for how you can live and how you can be successful in the great country with democracy imagine if like all people come back to ukraine And start to build like our beautiful country with all experience. So it's going to be like the best country in the whole entire world. I wouldn't be
0: surprised. You know, Liliana, you're hearing and living every day stories that are difficult, are hard to hear, hard to be a part of. You're doing wonderful work that's helping families and children and people learning how to survive in a whole new environment.
1: What about you? What about you? Sometimes it overwhelms and sometimes I feel like I have like some joke that I am like squeezing lemon. <laughs> but um they gave for me some power. They gave for me some spirit to grow and to be better. And I am so thankful. That God gave for me such opportunity to be involved, to help these people. Like maybe it's my passion. Maybe it's my something that i supposed to do in my whole life. Every my client who came with tears and they couldn't even talk. They like the voice is shaking. They start crying. They couldn't explain for me what they need. Um, but the mind goal to achieve like all of this obstacle and in the end of the day, they are going home laughing, smiling with my phone number in their phones and they feel already that they have family because I'm working with them like 24-7 if they need me even in the night or if they need, if something happened, they have my phone number that they can call me anytime for any help. Well, you know,
0: you are passionate.
1: This is <laughs> what's giving you
0: a sense of community and a sense of helping people that are in such desperate need, like like you were when you came and, you know, you just kind of sat yeah. down and, and cried. And I can just hear the pride in your voice, and the amazing amount of giving and love you have for people in need. The world is a better place, Liliana, with you in it, I can tell you that much. You're doing things that are really over and above uh, what many people may wish to do but are not able to do for one reason or another. I must say, your community is very, very lucky to have you, very, very lucky to have you. Oh, thank you so much. To find out ways you can help, visit the website of Ukrainian American Crisis Response Committee of Michigan. That's where Liliana volunteers. They will also be able to connect you with Ukrainian organizations in your community. I'm Tavi Fulkerson. Thank you for listening to Too Tough to Fail.